What are you drinking over there? Uh, this is a sake mojito. Sake mojito. And what brings you uh, to a Thai restaurant on this beautiful afternoon? Uh, it's my go-to on Fridays. It's, uh, Thai is one of my favorite restaurants. Nick Rico, everybody, of Nux, MyNux.com. How are you doing today, man? Good. Can't complain. It's beautiful out. It's about 100 degrees outside. Um, had a good day at work, and now I'm ready to wind down and enjoy the weekend. So, you know, we, we all kind of have our own things that we're doing, but what you're doing over here, you're kind of, you're really starting something up from the, from the ground up, you know, by yourself, on your own. Uh, Want to give us a little quick background as to kind of where you got here and how you got here, you know, about your, about your brand specifically? Um, sure. It's, um, well, first off, I don't recommend anyone <laughs> doing anything that I do by myself because it's definitely more than I thought it was going to be, but, um, you know, I, I have to see it through. So, but, um, started about five years ago, I'd say, um, it actually wasn't a spray. It was the underwear that I started with. Um, I came up with, uh, Nux underwear, um, because of my love for sneakers. And I just like the fit of sneakers on my feet. And I wanted to create something that kind of replicated that around you know my waist I just felt like underwear is kind of you know not interesting it's all the same stuff and uh, I wanted to do something different I had a concept mm -hmm. and it didn't really work so after talking with my shoe designer about putting the concept together he thought of a he actually was like well, why don't you you know come up with like a potpourri spray is how it started and I'm like dude, no one wants smelly balls. Like you don't want to, you know, spray anything that's gonna. So uh, it started with that. And um, I kind of left it at that and just made the underwear and was like, this is not a good idea. So, so it's safe to say the focus has been on the balls. All right. <laughs> yeah, the focus was on the undercarriage. Um, I wanted to be a men's brand first. Mm -hmm. And I wanted a niche. So um, I felt that that would be easier for me to do something that was kind of different um just being that we you know we kind of not neglect that area but i feel like um you know we do like we don't really care for ourselves in the same way as women do and i want to kind of change the perception of male like care you know kind of like that was kind of the focus, whether it's your underwear and then with the spray product. Yeah. So kind of rewind though. When did you get into this, you know, entrepreneurial spirit, you know, cause not everyone just wakes up and all of a sudden here they are, you know, it seems you, you've definitely done quite a few things prior to that. So when did you stumble yeah. upon this, this world? Um, my work backgrounds actually, the companies I worked for have given me, a, they've been entrepreneur, how do you say entrepreneurial spirited companies. Okay. Um, I worked for startups that had funding that we were doing different things. So my last company was in the landscape supply industry and, you know, they were growing rapidly and it was, they had no idea what they were doing. So it was a lot of like, it's like an art project, you know, every day you're trying something, it doesn't work and you try something else. And, um, you know, a lot of critical thinking involved and you're not just like a mold, you know, you're actually like putting ideas together, like a think tank and you're, 
um, coming up with ways to, you know, your so my experience, I launched a clothing line at a college for like rapper Ice T when I was, um, I had an internship and that's like oh, how I You actually were working with Ice T? Yeah, him and I'm cool. we did, um, his line was terrible, but um, I worked for a licensing company and we were hired to like do his brand and the clothes were terrible, but you know, we launched it in a strip club. We had like, you know, it was, we were doing the, it was fun, but it was terrible clothing, I mean, horrible taste. Oh man. So you kind of got to what you got to do entrepreneurial things. You got to be like firsthand right there under somebody else's dime pretty much. Right. So they were making all the mistakes. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, no, I made a lot of mistakes. Um, I've done, my career path wasn't like, you know, straight as an arrow. It was definitely um, like a work in progress, kind of mm -hmm. like find your parachute. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I started, I did, I do have a fashion background though. I went to FIT. I do have a degree in like, uh, you know, in cosmetics and fragrance marketing. So it's not, not quite. FIT, what does that, what does that stand for? It's the Fashion Institute of Technology. It's in New York. Oh, okay. I think that's where uh, our previous guest uh, went there. Uh, Justina, yeah. uh, Justina Kedra. Uh, oh, this is like a blast from the past. Uh, a previous one of our guests. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm almost like pretty positive. That's where she went. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, FIT was, it was pretty, it wasn't a regular school, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we, it was very creative. It was in the city. You know, all my friends went to state colleges and they were partying and we were sewing fucking dresses. And <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I wasn't because I didn't, you know, mine was more business, but it was much more like a focus school. It wasn't a party school. However, um, my guys were all like, we all went out. We all like had fun. We had, you know, but everyone else was very like not into the party thing there. So do you think, did you get any backlash from that? Like where people are like, oh man, this guy, you know, getting into like this kind of industry. I'm sure you heard something right at some point. Yeah. I mean, actually I always wanted to, before going to FIT, I always wanted to have my own line of something. Mm -hmm. I always wanted my name on something, but I didn't know. I, I didn't have I didn't know what I wanted to be. I mean, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I certainly wasn't a clothing designer. Um, I'm more of a numbers guy. I mean, my, my skill sets were more in like analytics. I actually had, you know, I was more into like, you know, direct marketing where you were like, you know, number crunching and then Excel spreadsheets. And it's not very creative at all. And then, um, but cosmetics always interested me. Um, I was always, I always like, you know, even with my mom, I always like like shopping in that product area. I always mm -hmm. found it very interesting the packaging, the you know, because it's very touch and feely. It is, it is. Uh, like and underwear is too, but the underwear I kind of wanted. I, it's kind of weird, and you might think, "What the fuck is this guy thinking?" But you can bleep that out. But I was like, you know, there's no like Victoria's Secret for men, right? So I kind of wanted to fit this like. Yeah, I felt like there wasn't that. And I don't mean it in like a sexual way. It's more of like a, there's no like men's go-to for like, uh, like a central, like you go to Macy's and you just, you shop in a God awful like section of like men's products or you go to, there's really nothing like that for us. So I kind of wanted to, and that would be like the bigger vision. Would it be something like that where it was focused around, you know, us, you know, and our stuff. 
So I don't know. That's that's definitely a good way to look at it. And and did you kind of were you working? You know, are you still working other businesses now? Are you fully into Nux or how? Yeah, I mean, I'm fully into it, but obviously, I have to pay the bills. uh, You know, I'm definitely not rich, and even with any, you know, this either product line is not. um, It's going to require a lot of funding to move it forward it's just not it's gonna require a lot of capital whether so i have to work um so i work i work in the tree industry and um i also detail cars on the weekends so oh man yeah you really really do do it all do you feel do you feel that are you but you're using kind of what you've learned right to what you're doing now right Uh, obviously yeah my current job very much so um it's teaching me a lot of valuable things for the production aspect of my business so um it's all relatable and even the cars i mean the uh, concept of the undercarriage brand actually came from uh the vehicle like we always you know oh okay okay uh, so that the makes sense. actually using that term was actually from working at the car wash so <laughs> and now like have you, have you had enough time though do you feel like you could have been further than where you're at right now if you had more time to devote to ducks like no, I think the product, it took time to develop two mm-hmm. lines. I think, I think I could have, like, I made the underwear first and then um, rather than taking a break and trying to, like, bring that to market, I wanted to create both products for, pro- like, I wanted both product lines developed and then I wanted to test them. The underwear, um, the features had to be tested. You know, you have, a pull, you have so many different features on it. So you couldn't bring it to market without knowing if the features worked. And I'm still trying to get like a utility patent. So in order to do that, it has to like solve a problem. So you have to kind of put it to use. Um, the spray, you know, the development process for that, to do all the testing, it takes a while. So I think the timing happened organically. I mean, we wouldn't have gotten it where I think it's where it needs to be now. I think I think we have a good product now, but in the beginning I didn't have a name for it. It wasn't the three in one. Um and we certainly, you know, changed the formula a few times. So um, you know, it's kinda like putting a puzzle together and when it's ready to go, it you know, it's right. You can't really uh, rush the creative process. It's gotta happen already, you know? Yeah, you definitely can't rush it. And there's a lot of people out there, you know, just trying to come up with products all the time. And they ask me, you know, this question all the time, like, how, how do you take a product from, you know, just an idea, just a little vision in your head to actually getting the physical product itself, which you have just sent us uh, some samples of. So we're excited to be able to try them out. How, how did you like that process? Like what stood in the way? How many milestones and like, how many times did you get, you know, hit hard where you fell back down? Um, process. It's really hard to get um, suppliers to work with you that are, my suppliers are not, they're not startups. They're, mm-hmm. my spray manufacturer is, you know, they're big. I mean, they do stuff for, you know, big companies, you know, L'Oreal. I mean, they're not, so, you know, the people who develop the product with me are, um, they know what they're doing, you know? It's not like I did it myself. So I do have, you know, but they, to bring my vision, to find the right people to bring the vision is hard. I contacted about 50 aerosol spray manufacturers and none of them were able to do the product I wanted. Wow. So were you you about to give up? Yeah. I mean, I sent RFPs to like 
so many companies for the formula that I wanted and then the application of it was a problem with where I wanted to put it, people wouldn't um, make the product for me. I, I couldn't do it myself anyway. So you know, it starts with that. I had to like, you know, reach out to suppliers that would, and not all of them want to do custom formulas. They want to just push out, you could buy a deodorant in China and just put your name on it. You, everyone can do that. You can yep. Can go to Aaron deodorant and you can buy a product. We didn't do that. We did this. Um, we we made our own product and it's a refresher spray. It wasn't. We didn't like break down an existing product and try to reformulate that. We made our own product. So that process is now that we have that, we can expand on it. But not having anything and not doing this ever, it's crazy to do what I'm doing. It doesn't yeah. make. It no, but it's interesting because that's that's how you kind of get to you know just having an average product and just being another you know another product on the on the damn you know on the shelf over something new and revolutionary and something you know game, a game changer. And how, how did you keep going though? You know, through fifty denials, I, what what kept you going? Uh, yeah, I I it may have been more than that, oh, and and then you know and not being established and being you know people don't want to. Even finding the underwear supplier, you know, I mean, a local one in New York City, I mean, they deal with pretty, my, my underwear supplier does very high-end stuff for Donna Karen, you know, so the quality, I couldn't find someone in college to make my patterns because they were too intricate. It wouldn't have, so, you know, and, and the advice from him was when I first approached my, my clothing designer, um, this guy, Teddy, who's awesome um, in New York, he turned me down. He's like, he ran from the underwear. He hated it. I sent him the, I sent him the tech pack and he looked at it and he's like, this is a monster. He's like, you've created a monster and I have nothing to do with it. And I said, you're going to effing do it. I said, I want you to do it. I don't care what it takes. We've had, I was basically threatening him to do it. That's how it started. And then we had a few Skype calls and then I was like, give me the fucking pattern maker. And she did stuff for Calvin Klein. I needed someone that can construct because I had an idea, but it, it, the way that I had it, it was not functionable. I had a detachable flap. It's no way it would have been like production ready. And I couldn't figure I needed someone to help me figure it out. And nobody wants to do that because it's time. Right. And you're not, no, they're not going to get an order from you right away. But I pretty much didn't give an option. You know, I threatened him and I was like, you know, we're going to work together. With I threatened all my suppliers. It's the wrong way to do business. I don't recommend Probably not the best advice, right? <laughs> but I'm assertive. And when I want something done, I, I can do it. But I got it done. That's the point. But it was not done, you know, the, the right way. So threaten, threaten with ease, right? did you i'm sure there had to be some money involved though right i mean you had to throw some money their way decent chunk i would think a lot of money i mean you have to to make the prototypes yeah i mean you don't he charged me a lot more to make the patterns to make the uh, i could have went to someone in school to make me a pattern i could have actually made the pattern myself mm -hmm. but your pattern is your uh it's probably the most important thing you do. That's like where you start with. So if you don't have it right, you're, and later on you go down, you're going to have a problem. So I knew that I wanted an experienced pattern maker that has made underwear before. Got it. For, that, you know, we can like 
really get the fit right. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot more to it. You know, it's a small piece, but um, the work involved in my underwear is more than dresses. Like he makes dresses and he's like, they're easier than yours. <laughs> so just to give you, it's, it's a lot of work. So it's and, not. Uh, so, I mean, but this could go with any product pretty much, right? So it kind of shows the importance of the first part, the design process and getting that first one done in such a way that then later it could be duplicated, right? Replicated. Yeah, the underwear took about two protos to get right, which was pretty, I thought it was pretty awesome. I mean, the idea actually, the pull tab I didn't know was gonna be able to work. And everyone told me that a leather label couldn't be attached to like an elastic, no one does that, you know? So um, that was, because it, it doesn't stretch leather. So there was like, problems with that and the washing of it so um there was a lot of people telling me i couldn't do something and i i just kept you know doing it and now you know now that it's done i'm focused on just you know i want to get people to you know i want to get i want to introduce it to the world and i want people to buy my products and i want to i want retailers to work with me so i mean yeah you're, you're definitely well on your way and you know we're, we're excited for you especially being able to you know, uh, see the product firsthand, but um, you know, this is definitely something that I know a lot of people are curious about, but what, how did, like, what kept you, you know, what would you tell them as a word of advice to get past all these, you know, can'ts, can'ts, you can't, you won't make it happen. This is impossible. Like, what is the one thing that, you know, yes, you were resilient and you kept going, but what's that thought in your mind that you can share with somebody else that's going through the same process and they're about to give up? Honestly, I wanted to give up so many times that I can't really, I mean, you just can't. I'm a passionate person, so it's, for me, I like to see things through. Um, so it's not for everybody. I wouldn't, um, yeah, and, you, and at some point, you have to learn when to, like, fold your cards, too. I mean, if it wasn't. If I didn't get like my dermatologist test, I wouldn't have done the spray if I couldn't get the claims. Like if it wasn't safe, I couldn't, I wouldn't have, we would have had a, it would have cost more money. We would have had to reformulate and then retest and you have to pay each test. Like on the, every scent that you put in there is a different formula. So we only have two variations, but you have to, have to pay to test each one. What are we looking, I'm just curious, what are we looking at in terms of costs about for like a test? How, how much, how bad? Um, depending on what you test. In the penile area, which I did human tests, but if I did like a penile macaque test, that's about probably 4,000 a formula. Um, the dermatologist test is between two and three for the standard like, you know, patch test. Um, but there's, based on your formula, there's additional tests that you can do. Um, for hours, I mean, those are the, you want to minimally do a safety test, mm -hmm. um, a perception test I would have done. Um, but I did that more through my surveys, but those you hire market researchers to, you know, have them, you know, they give the product and have people give their, those can be upwards of $15,000. Um, packaging design is about 15 to 30,000 to have someone do, you know, if you're not doing it yourself, that's about the cost to like, design. did you say 15 to 20,000? For the for the yeah, there's a lot. There's engineers involved in for like the we're talking for like the spray bottle, right? To so, so so yeah, to make 
yeah, if you want someone to design your packaging, I found I have a freelance person who was amazing artist that helped me and we did it. But the, I, I, if he wasn't willing to do it, the other option was paying because there's so much to it that um, there, it, it was. It took us a lot of time to do it because we didn't know what we were doing. Uh, and now I understand why it's it's more than just like packaging is everything. So it's a lot of money. I mean, it, we we did it at a you know I think we skimmed where we could and we did what we can, but yeah. it costs companies a lot of money to to make these both products are very expensive. So. Yeah, no, this kind of just shows because I, I interview both, you know, service-based uh, companies and people with products as well, you know, entrepreneurship products. And it just shows how much more is needed for a product. Like, you know, some you can't just get up and just start selling something, you know, especially if you want to come up with something new. And um, where do you see yourself though? You know, just let's say six months from now, what is the next plan, you know, for you, for, for Nux? What is the next plan? Um, I'm trying to get it. I'm reaching out to retailers now. So hopefully we want retail distribution um, before we, if I can have it my way, I would want retailers before being an online retailer. Um, mm -hmm. The goal is to be a distributor, not, not a sole online distributor. Um, Why is that if there's so much, there's so many people to reach out line? Uh, because distributions, it's more profitable. It's more, it's definitely the better way to go. Um, you, you mean, you mean like a big box, big box stores or I want to get in a store. Yeah. Like I want to get in a retailer. I want to, I want to, it's the type of product that I think will do well in a store. I mean, people buy it online, but developing the brand like recognition and stuff, I think having a, even if it was like an exclusive partner, having it, you know, it, it helps, but I didn't want to just be, I don't want to just, there's so many online retailers and uh, I don't want to just sell on Amazon and yeah. I want to ship one product. I want to ship cases to, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, it's a lot of quantities. I want to, you know, I want, you know, it's not, it's not like one, you know, I don't want to sell one or two pieces here and there. Well, now on to a listener's favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round. I don't know how much you know about this. They're all we, taken. Uh, we purposely did not prep you or give you uh, too much insight before the show. But in this in this round, you get five seconds. Five seconds. That's it to initiate an answer. Just throw something out there. We don't want you thinking too much. We wanna we wanna dive more deep into the real the real Nick Rico and you know see what you're about. Otherwise, otherwise. Otherwise, Steve Wiley, everybody knows him as <clears throat> the leg breaker. He comes out and, uh, you know, I have to deal with him and I like my legs. So without further ado, what is your favorite movie? Uh, Iron Man. Favorite book? Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. How do you, how do you drink your coffee? With a lot of sugar. What's your favorite Thai dish? Oh, that's easy. Pineapple fried rice. Are you wearing Nux underwear right now? Um, yes, I am. Solid answer. <laughs> There's one thing 
you are uh, you have to consume every single day something that you uh, it, you have to eat or drink or wear. What is it? That's a good um, Definitely coffee, uh, peanut butter. What kind? Pizza. I eat pizza every day. So you <laughs> eat pizza. I eat terrible. My diet's horrible. <laughs> Every day, man. I, you, I would think you'd be a lot bigger if this was in the video call and I couldn't see you. Yeah, I eat, I eat like a very fat person. It doesn't look like it, but I do. If you're stranded in an island and it's the only island left and you're the only person left, there's no people, what is the one thing you want with you? Fuck nobody. What the fuck are you talking about? Nobody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's nothing. There's no um, one. I don't need anybody. I'm good. <laughs> you don't need anything? Just, yeah, no. I'm good. At least want like a refresher spray? <laughs> no, I can have my, me, everything with me, but nothing. <laughs> if we had a serious business meeting right now and I walked in with socks and sandals, what would you think of me? And would you even talk to me? It's funny you said that. My, um, one of the arborists I work with, he, we're in tree care, right? Like you, you don't show up to people's property in socks and sandals. This guy does. And no, I, I yell at him I, every I day. I judge him every day for it. Cause his toes are like, he could pick up fish out of the ocean with them. Um, absolutely. But you still work with him, right? Yeah. We, we, yeah, he's great. So, so it's good. It's good, man. So in case we ever start actually working together, I know that business with him and that's how he shows up so i'm not gonna judge i mean but does he at least wear nux underwear does no he can't afford it what are you kidding (laughs) (laughs) well last but not least how do you feel about entrepreneurism is it a fad no i not now i think it's like i think people i think the millennials especially they just don't want traditional anything um but i do think you got to do it for the right reasons and this is a good point i am not motivated by money i'm not making any money through my vet so like you have to literally be crazy to be an entrepreneur because the amount of money i spend that i it's not for the money i mean it may make me money but i'm not doing it that's not my motivator so i just put it out it's not why i wake up every day at all for everybody watching out there, I think this was a first. You actually got me to cry during this episode. Those were actual tears. I actually cried of laughter. So props <laughs> to you, man. Props to you. That was good. That was good. But I want you to kind of go further into that. So what even, what drove you to do all this? Clearly, you just said, you know, you're, you're not exactly killing it yet. So what even drove you to do it? selling yet so we can't be killing it but um you know i don't know it's something in you that you you know you wake up and you feel like you have this purpose that you have to do mm-hmm. you know and i i, I enjoy my work and I, lo- I like making money but this as i said it's not it's more about i don't know i want to solve a problem and i definitely want to create something that is different and i want to you know it's more about it's more about the product it's more about just doing something for yourself um ultimately you know i definitely want to work fully for myself and have my own 
name on something. You know, I think that's that's my motivator. So. Awesome. Well, Nick Rico, it's definitely been been a pleasure pleasure having you on. Um, if it definitely uh, can't wait to see where you're going to be in six months from now. But right now, the mic is yours. So, any final thoughts? Anything else you want to share with our listeners? The mic is all yours. Um. Yeah, just keep following, you know, if you have dreams, I would say just keep, you know, keep following them and don't, definitely don't give up. <laughs> yeah, and kind of focus, I guess, if you could add in a little bit more about Nux, you know, why did you create this product specifically, you know, just like, lastly? The, um, so I, I think there's a, there was a need in the men's market for both. Um, I felt that men's care products um, I think they lack, you know, I, I, I didn't feel like they solved my needs. Um, so having one product that, you know, kind of does multiple things, um, I'm all about, you know, keeping it simple. Um, and same with the underwear. I just feel like they're not really, there's nothing that really is like Nux underwear. Um, I've, I've worn a lot of underwear and products and I think I've created, you know, two really awesome, you know, quality pieces that, um, you know, they solve needs, they improve function, fit, and, you know, I want to, you know, kind of set the standard for men's hygiene and, you know, just kind of, you know, most of the products we have don't really take care of our needs. They're just for, they're just, you know, it's not about that. You know, none of this stuff seems to be about that. So I kind of wanted that brand for us um, and just, you know, be a men's brand that inspires camaraderie. Um, you know, positivity and uplifts other guys, you know, that it's all about, you know, us and just making us better and promoting masculinity. You know, I think it's a good thing. So. Awesome. Well, I'll be waiting for my uh, underwear too. Not going to lie. Can't, can't let you off the hook this easily, man. Can't let you off the hook, but awesome, man. Great, great stuff. Looking, looking forward to, uh, to what's up next. Everybody, that's Nux. My the website is mynux.com. Be sure to check out more about Nick Rico and his story. Uh, mynux.com. You can check out his Facebook, Nux Underwear. That's K N U C K S. Good. <laughs> K N U C K S. I know everybody. Well, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, we got that one. Don't worry, we got you covered. And on Instagram at Nux Up. But uh, the best place is mynux.com, and you can you can find them all there. Nick Rico, it's been a pleasure. Can't wait to talk to you more. You too. That is all for this episode of Boss to Boss. Your next step is to visit boss2boss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is boss, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>